Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings. How are you today? Uh, I hope that uh, the message is catching on about this podcast being for 20-somethings now, really those who are within 10 years of graduating from college. Those of you that are my faithful listeners that are older, that I've worked with maybe before, or you are sales and marketing superstars, I am not abandoning you. I am still here for you. And I think that you'll find a lot of what I talk about to be applicable to you in this podcast. And also many of you have children, nieces, nephews, and other important people in your life who are of the age that I'm talking directly to those 20-somethings. And so hopefully you will share this podcast with them. And I couldn't be more excited about this change to really get back to what I consider my roots in working with college students and recent college graduates. And I feel such a sense of energy around that. I talked about that last week that I think it's so important when we're in our work to notice our energy level, to notice what energizes us and what drains us, both on a global level, the job as a whole, but also the different pieces of our job, the different aspects of the work that we're called on to do, what energizes us and what drains us. One of the things that I think is so beautiful about being an entrepreneur is I really get to craft that around my passion. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some aspects of my work that I don't love. Um, As my company gets bigger, I will have the luxury of hiring people to do the things that aren't in my zone of genius and are in their zone of genius. It's a win-win situation. Right now, I'm a, I'm a practice of one with some part-time and help and intern help, but basically, it's, it's my business. So I really encourage you to listen to um, the two previous podcasts that were Q&As. That's when I had my interns, Melissa and Jelana, on. They had questions that they themselves had about careers and getting ready to graduate from college, and then they also got questions from their friends um, all here at FSU at Florida State University. And so I've shared my answers to those questions on those two podcasts, and it was a tremendous amount of fun, and I hope that it gives you a pretty good sense of the support that I'm able to give that, that age group and the knowledge that I have. 
So today I want to talk about three main perspectives in your kind of selling you in the job search. So last week, my podcast was on choosing your career path. And I really gave you three pretty big picture perspectives on how to approach your career. And I want to drill down a little bit more in talking about you. And so the topic is know the product you are selling, which of course is you. So I think what most people do when they approach a job search, especially um, when you're right out of college, is you kind of think about it in terms of, you know, all companies are created equal, all jobs, if they have the same job title, are created equal. I'm about the same as every other candidate, and, and nothing could be further from the truth. So I really want to help you get granular on what you bring to the table. I promise you this will make a huge difference in how you show up for an employer, what employers you show up for, and whether you get the job you really want to get or not. So number one, most important in this process is to know yourself. And this is applicable at any part, any stage of your career. So you will always be looking at who you are and what you bring to the table and what your brand is. So you really want to think about what makes you different and why an employer should jump at the chance to hire you. And and I, I use that term intentionally. I want them to jump at the chance. I want you to be so confident in your abilities and so excited about what you bring to the table that you're just absolutely sure they're going to jump at the chance to hire you. And then if they don't hire you, you're going to be equally confident that they just didn't get it. They weren't the right fit for me. Not about me, because I'm pretty fantastic. Are you being delusional? As my coach says, we're all delusional. So you might as well be delusional in your favor. You might as well be delusional in the sense of, I'm amazing. They are crazy that they didn't hire me. They're lost. I'm going to find an even better deal for me, a better fit for me, and they're going to be fantastic. So here's what I want you to think about in terms of knowing yourself and why an employer should want to hire you. The alternative is being the vanilla candidate, which is kind of the human equivalent of a generic brand. So I want you to think about the last time you bought a generic anything at the store. No one ever chooses the generic equivalent because they like the product better. They choose it because it's cheaper. Only it's cheaper. And you don't want an employer to purchase you because they can't afford to pay for the brand name. They don't want to pay what the brand name requires in terms of salary, so they choose you as the generic alternative. So you want to really get granular on what you bring to the table that in combination no other candidate is going to have. So here's what I mean, and I'm going to use myself as an example. When I think about my brand, I here's what I tell people. There are many career coaches and resume writers out there who have a master's degree. There are many who have the certified executive and leadership development coach certification. There are many who are certified job search strategists. There are many who are academy certified resume writers. There are a few who are master practitioners of the Myers-Briggs type indicator, which is a personality tool. There are even fewer who are master resume writers. And there are many who are certified professional speakers. You're just not going to find anybody else who has all of that combined with a great interpersonal skill with my clients. And I give them fantastic, 
second to none results. It's just not, they're not going to find it. And I want you to have that kind of confidence in your brand. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself and perhaps others to figure out your brand. So before I say these, here's what I want you to understand. Your brand has to be specific. So when I ask this question to people, what I get a lot of times is, oh, well, I'm really hardworking. I'm, you know, I have a degree in, you know, and, and it's just nothing differentiating. So it's sort of like, I've used this example before. It's like going to the car dealership, you stand by a car, it looks interesting to you, the salesman comes over, he says, may I help you? And you say, well, I'm, I'm interested in this car, what can you tell me about it? And he says, well, this one has four tires, an engine, and a steering wheel. And you're like, great, that's fantastic, thank you so much. I, I know so much more about this particular vehicle, right? Nothing, it's so generic. And yet, that's how many people describe their brand, hardworking, I'm good with customers. I work well in a team, blah, 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 blah. So here's some questions to ask yourself. Number one, what are the three biggest successes in my life so far? And you get to define what those are. What do you think were your big successes? Not what anybody else says. I think it's really important for this question for you to define success in your own terms, not what mom and dad think were successful or your teachers. So that's number one. What are my three biggest successes in my life thus far? Number two, what was my secret sauce in those successes? In other words, what was the underlying skill, skills, quality, qualities that I utilized to achieve those successes? So what did it take? Well, I always call it my secret sauce. What did it take for me to be successful in those things that I consider my three biggest successes in my life? Question number three. What feedback do I consistently receive from others about what I do well? And if you don't know the answer to that, then start asking others in your life, what do I do well? What do you observe about me? What, do I, what am I great at? What um, do I seem to be consistently successful in? Ask them that. Number four, I am brand your name. So I am brand Lisa Edwards. Just like any product, I have brand attributes that are unique to me. What are the three top brand attributes for brand, in my case, Lisa Edwards? And again, I want you to be sure that those attributes are differentiating. So I kind of gave you an example of mine earlier. So I want you to think about, you know, maybe it's a really amazing internship or a combination of internships that you've had. Maybe it is um, a very specialized, highly technical degree that you got. Maybe you started some nonprofit when you were in school. Maybe you had multiple leadership roles, kind of big deal leadership roles, or you got to go to some national conference. What are all those things that in combination just really sets you apart? Nobody else is going to bring those things to the table. All right, so that's number one, to know yourself. Number two, make sure the brand work you do in step number one, what we just talked about, is effectively translated into your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and ultimately into your job interviews. So you want to really be consistent. I have looked at people's LinkedIn profiles after I've gotten their existing resume, and I swear I wouldn't know it was the same person if the name wasn't the same. You want to make sure that you're consistent across those brands. That's one of the things that professional resume writers and professional LinkedIn profile writers like me are very careful to do. Really get granular on that brand and then make sure that it is consistent across the medium. 
If you feel like you keep repeating yourself through either the written phase or in the interview, you are doing it right because you're really ingraining in the reader or the listener, here's what my brand attributes are, here's what I stand for, here's what makes me different. So that's number two. Make sure that that brand message is conveyed and that it is conveyed consistently. And then finally, I want you to get crystal clear on what's most important to you and an employer that you would want to work for. I, again, I think I said at the outset that a lot of people think, you know, when you're 22, all employers are the same, all jobs are the same. If they have the same job title, it's so not true. So I want you to really know what are those, I call them non-negotiables in the company that you would work for, in the kind of, of maybe boss that you would work for, in the job that you would hold. Now you're going to know a whole lot more about yourself and that ideal employer criteria as you go through, especially this first job when it's all really new to you. Um, you're going to learn, sometimes it's <laughs> you experience what you don't want, right? And that's how you learn what you do want. But you have some idea of that. And I'm going to give you some ideas here in a minute of things to think about. Keep in mind that there's no right or wrong here. So it's not, um, you know, if you, if it's most important to you to work for a company that, you know, makes a product that is harmful to people, and that's really important to you, and you really want to do that, then own it, right? Um, I work with a client recently who is in the tobacco industry. That's not my jam. I don't, um, I don't support that kind of work, but it's, that's what he wants to do. Um, and so that he's identified that, and that's important to him. So there's no right or wrong answers here. So here's some things to think about as possible criteria. In other words, these are the things that might be important to you in looking for an employer. For some of you, there may be a certain industry that you want to work in. So when, I, when I'm talking about industry, I'm talking about you know, manufacturing, or I'm talking about IT, or I'm talking about telecommunications, or I'm talking about I want to work in retail or I want to work in services. So kind of narrowing that down. For some people, it doesn't matter at all. But for some people, that's really important. Another thing that could be important to you is products or services. So particularly, I think this is particularly important if you're in the development phase or the sales phase. So I hear a lot from my sales folks that, you know, they really have to believe in the product. They have to really, and I think that that makes sense. They have to, they have to believe in what they're selling. They have to uh, fully support it or they're not going to be effective in selling it. Another one is mission and vision. And this is a really important one for many people, especially if they want to go into a nonprofit. So any nonprofit on the planet has to have a, a mission statement and a vision. A vision's bigger. Mission state's a little bit more granular. And you can find those on their websites. And so, you know, if you're passionate about animal welfare, then you can go to a site like idealist.org, which is the world's largest nonprofit website. You can look up all these nonprofits that are in the animal sector, you know, go to their website, see what their mission and vision is and see if it aligns with what's important to you. Are they public or private? So public means they're traded on, you know, the NASDAQ or whatever. They're traded on the, on the stock exchange. Private means it's still owned by, you know, somebody. It's, it's, not, um, it's not publicly traded. It's, it doesn't have shares, profit holders, shareholders, and all of that. We touched on this one a moment ago, but do you care whether it's for-profit or non-profit? Um, that's one that is important to some of you and not to others. 
Some of you, particularly in, if you're in maybe the financial realm, you want a company of a certain revenue. Maybe you're starting small because you're right at a college, so you'd like to have um, a, a financial management job in a company with a fairly small revenue, get your feet wet. Um, number of employees. So that's important for people who are in things like HR, where you're managing those employees, you're, you're doing the HR function. And so a lot of times those people, as they move up the ladder, they're looking for larger companies. So that may or may not be important to you. Organization culture. I think that's important to most people, but you have to take that a step further and figure out what is the culture that's important to you. Do you want a real family environment where everybody like does stuff after work together and they go to happy hour together? Or do you like a real competitive environment, such as a sales environment where there's a lot of competitions to you know win prizes and money and those kind of things? You know, do you want a more formal culture because you like being dressed up every day and going to work and you like that kind of formal environment? Or do you want to be in, you know, jeans and polo shirts every day at work? All of that is a part of the organization culture. And again, no right or wrong answers there, but it is really important for you to know what's important to you. Geographic location. So this is not one that you would necessarily talk to an employer about. You know, I want to work for your company because you're in Atlanta and so am I. But do you want to stay where you're at? Do you want to move to a certain city? So that's, that's a, a, you know, an issue that's important to some of you. Some of you are um, trailing spouses. So in other words, you've got a significant other, whether you've gotten married or not. And for whatever reason, the other person in your pair has made the decision to go to a certain city because of their, maybe they're going to graduate school or they've got a job already. And so you're going to be the trailing, what we call the trailing spouse. And so you're limited to where you can look because you've got to look where your spouse or a significant other has already gotten employment or is going to graduate school. And then finally, commute distance. So let's say you're, it's in the same city as you and you already have an apartment or you know where you want to live, and so you're really thinking about work in terms of that commute distance. And, you know, there's a couple pieces about that commute distance, and I will share this from a lot of clients that I've worked with. So you're going to be, you know, you might think when you start out that that commute is not, it's doable. You know, they're telling you how much it pays, it sounds really great, but I really want you to think about that day-to-day commute. I have a client right now who is, in fact, he just gave his notice. He's had it. He has a 90-minute commute either way. He, he goes into New York City. He has to take like two or three trains to get there. There's all kinds of issues with trains being late. And I don't know, it just sounds horrible. It really sounds horrible. And so, you know, that's one of the main drivers that that he's actually leaving his company is because of this horrible commute. Now, for others of you, anything over 15 minutes may seem like a horrible commute. It's really going to depend on the sort of what the standard is that that is sort of what you've grown up being used to or what your parents were used to or what kind of is dictated by the the city that you live in. I have a number of clients in Toronto and um, Toronto is huge. Toronto is a huge, huge city. And they talk a lot about, you know, they can live in Toronto and they can work in Toronto, but if they don't live and work in the right place, they can still have that 90-minute kind of commute. Um, So that's really something to think about. So I hope that this has given you some food for thought. So again, number one, really get granular on who you are, what you bring to the table, and why you're better than the other candidates. Not, Not because I want you to be conceited. I want you to be very confident. Number two, I want you to... 
make sure that the brand work you do is then translated into your resume, your LinkedIn profile, your cover letter, and certainly in the interviews. You want to be very consistent in what you tell them about yourself. And then finally, I want you to know what you're looking for in an employer and be very clear on that and have some walkaways, some non-negotiables there. So for example, let's just say, and this kind of gets back to organization culture, let's say that it you just absolutely would not work for a company that did not have good green policies in place and practices in place. Well, then that's what you want to research on and that's what you want to ask questions about when you get into the interview because you've identified that that is so important to you and you're willing to walk away from a company that is wasteful or um, bad for the environment or whatever the case may be. Think about the alternative to that. I think that's really important to think about what would I do if I got there? I, I feel so strongly about the environment and about taking care of it, and then I go to work for a company that is damaging the environment. How will I feel Will I want to go to that job every day? I'm going to argue that you're probably not going to want it and you're going to feel pretty crappy about your choice from day one. So it is really important for you to get granular on what you're looking for an employer. And you can articulate that to them. That's going to really help them in, in seeing that you have done your homework and that you are interested in them specifically and not just working for a company. Now, I don't necessarily want you telling them, hey, I want to work here because it's close to my house or I want to work here because, you know, you go to happy hour on Friday night. But I do want you to say things like, you know, I, I'm really looking for a nonprofit. I've read your vision and mission statement and aligns perfectly with what's important to me. Um, I like the size of the company and the number of employees I think is really going to allow me to give the maximum contribution. Those are the kind of things that you can share with an employer and they're going to be impressed that you've done your homework. All right. Hope this has been helpful on knowing the product you are selling, which is you. As always, I want to be your career coach. So be sure to leave me a question. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. We want more people on this podcast. And stay tuned for some other cool stuff that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks um, that I want to share with you. So just um, keep your ear to the ground for that. And I hope you have a great week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.